Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHugler.com hotline. The longtime iconic voice of the Indiana Hoosiers is Don Fisher. And Fish, things are going pretty well for the IU athletic program right now. You got both basketball teams ranked and the football team won a freaking Big Ten road game, my man. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it, man. What happened up at East Lansing? Well, I'll be quite honest about it. Uh, in my opinion, it was the most unexpected Hoosier comeback in maybe the history of Indiana football. They were down 24-7 to at halftime. They literally had lost seven straight games leading up to this contest. And I'm sure most of the Hoosier nation had given this team up for dead because they just didn't look like they had it. They gave up three unbelievable touchdowns. I mean, big blast plays down the field in that second quarter that – that got him in the 24-7 hole. But somehow they came out in the second half. They got it going a little bit. They had a big 79-yard run for a touchdown by Sean Shivers. Uh, Michigan State comes right back and scores again to make it a 17-point lead for the second time. And then on the kickoff, the ensuing kickoff after their touchdown, Jalen Lucas went crazy and went 88 yards for a touchdown on the return. And all of a sudden, there was a spark lit under this football team. You could feel it. You could feel the excitement. You could feel that these guys were in it, and they had a chance. And from that point on, they were able to get it tied in regulation and then went into the double overtime period. And this is Murphy's Law coming back to the <laughs> big time. So what happens? They stop Michigan State. Michigan State misses a field goal, so they've got a chance to win it in the first overtime. And we get our field goal try. They get they block the kick. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> now you got to go to double overtime, and we get the first possession in double overtime. And the passing arm of Dexter Williams hadn't been hardly seen this day because they only threw it seven times in the game. <laughs> but but the pass that went to AJ Barner for a touchdown, they get it to two point conversion. You've got to go for two. They convert the two-point conversion to Barner again, and that was the history of the contest. And Indiana got the old brass platoon, and everybody was spitting at it big time. <laughs> how much fun is it from a broadcasting point of view, from what you do for a living, how much fun is it calling a game like that that comes down to the very end, double overtime? Well, it was just exhilarating yeah. because of all the negative stuff that had taken place for the seven weeks leading up to that point and the struggles that this team has had moving the football offensively this year. Uh, to have a comeback, like, a comeback like that in the second half, it's extraordinary. And, of course, as you're going along there, you just still, still in the back of your mind are going, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> but nevertheless, it didn't in this particular case. And even though uh, that field goal was blocked, uh, Indiana was able to prevail. It was, it was a stimulating game for, I think, everybody. And now you've got a little bit of momentum heading into – the final game of the year for Indiana, but probably the biggest game on their schedule. A little bucket matchup with Purdue. What do we think about this game coming up on Saturday? Well, it'll be a test. There's no question about it. This is a rivalry game. Everybody knows these two schools don't like each other very much. And there's little question that Purdue has had two really successful years. And look at the motivation they have, not just the bucket. They own the bucket right now. But – 
if they win this ball game, they tie for a share of the Western Division title, which, you know, at the beginning of the season, some were predicting maybe they'd have a shot at it. It looked for a while like they weren't going to, but the West is just not as strong as the East. In total, I'm talking about the top echelon at this point. And Purdue's got a chance to win their first Western Division title. So they have really, really got a lot of motivation in this ball game. But Indiana does, too, because it's the, the rivalry, the bucket game itself. Uh, I think everybody's going to be excited for it. And, and the biggest thing I hate about this game being played after Thanksgiving, the students won't be there for Indiana. They, they're just they're gone on yeah. Thanksgiving vacation. Now, there'll be some there, but it won't be the great uh, student crowds we've had most of this year. So that's a little bit disappointing. But nevertheless, uh, you've, it is what it is. So you've got to have a lot of fans there, and hopefully they'll show up in droves on Saturday and most of them will be wearing crimson and cream and not black and gold. <laughs> Don Fisher, the uh, iconic voice of the Indiana Hoosiers football and basketball. Uh, let me ask you a question before you get to the the basketball side of things. Uh, sure. Like, if In your profession, I'm just curious how common it is for uh, your uh, you being a broadcaster to do football and basketball games because that seems like a heavy schedule for you right now. Is that common in your industry? Uh, it, it's prob- Well, it's more common than you probably would think, but a lot of schools have a guy that does football and a guy that does basketball, okay. obviously Purdue being one. Uh, there are several schools in the Big Ten like that, but there's a lot of us who also do both sports. So the only, the only uh, consternation for me, I hate to miss any game. I, I just don't want to be, a, I want to be a part of every single game that Indiana plays in both sports. So obviously there's a time and a place for, for, for those kinds of uh, uh, those kinds of conflicts to take place. And we don't have many this year. The good news is we haven't had any in the regard to uh, uh, football and basketball being played on the same day. I actually wasn't at Xavier in Cincinnati on Friday night and then traveled uh, five hours to East Lansing after that ball game. Uh, got in at two in the morning wow. and finally got about four hours sleep or four and a half hours sleep and then got up and did the football game at noon on Saturday in East Lansing. So that happens now and then. And even though it's a bit of a pain for old people like me, uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, it's still fun. And obviously I love what I do. So, Hey, it's part of it. Fish, you should win a Marconi for getting four hours of sleep and then having to deal with John Herrick the next morning. Like <laughs> there needs to be some sort of award. Like they need to put your name up in the rafters at assembly hall for having to deal with that. John Herrick, well, your uh, on-air coworker who also works with us in the WIBC newsroom. <laughs> Well, John, I know I know you guys give John a little stick here, but the, the fact of the matter is he does a great job. We he's his first year with us, and he's been doing terrific that work. Sounds for good. Us. Yeah, he does. He really does, and he's a pro, and he gets it. And uh, he hasn't been late for a plane ride yet, so that's good. Well, that's good <laughs> progress. Uh, Don Fisher with us. So again, things are looking up for the athletic program. The women are ranked sixth. The men are up to number 11 in the country. Now, the schedule is going to start getting a little tougher for the men. I know they had a good win down at Xavier. That crowd was into it. That was a fun game to watch. But unlike the last couple of years, IU has some really tough games coming up in the non-conference. They do. Obviously, North Carolina is the one that everybody's looking at right now here in the month of November because they will take uh, North Carolina on the number one ranked team in the country on Wednesday, November 30th, which is a week from tomorrow. Uh, they've got two games in between now and then. Jackson State on Friday and in, in mid-afternoon ball game. Actually, there's 
we're teeing it up at 12:30 tip time in that one. It's Black Friday. I, I haven't heard of a game on Black Friday being that early, but we got one on on Friday. This game will be against Jackson State, and then they've got a game tomorrow night against Arkansas Little Rock, uh, part of the Hoosier Classic, which is basically uh, an opportunity for Indiana to bring in teams they can kill. Fish, you know, <laughs> and Fish, you do, you 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 know, you're kicking Hammer and I off the air, right? Tomorrow I'm for sorry. that one. The, the city of Indianapolis says thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, and so does John Herrick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Hoosiers got Carolina coming up. There's Arizona on the schedule. Wow. And, of course, the Big Ten. And you can yeah. catch all of those games right here on 93 WIBC. Fish, have a great call tomorrow. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you soon. Guys, thanks for having me, and happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. Coming up in uh, just a moment, we're going to connect with Tony Katz. Tuesdays with Tony. He had a big conversation with our former midday guy earlier today. (laughs) We'll talk to Tony about that, but right now we'll take a look at the news.